I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors. We get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So a couple things I want to just point out that we are on BizTalk Radio. Um, if you're listening to BizTalk Radio, we're also on 25 different stations around the country. So thanks so much for everyone on BizTalk Radio. And oh my God, there is a dog in my neighborhood that's going loud. So I apologize if you're hearing a dog. Anyway, my name is Heather Havenwood. Uh, check out me at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast show. And we have someone super cool and a great story today about entrepreneurship, product entrepreneurship. We're going to kind of, it's going to be a really interesting show. So strap it on. We're going to listen in and figure out how this person went basically from zero to six figures in six months. Woo woo. That's really awesome. So now I do not know how to pronounce your name correctly. Is it Pratima? Pratima, yes. Pratima. Oh my God. I'm super sorry. And your last name, I'm not even going to try. It's not even going to try. <laughs> not going there. Not going to try. But her website is craftstreetdesign.com. Craftstreetdesign.com. I can say that, right? So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Heather, for having me. Wonderful to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. So this is going to be a ton of fun. So I can read your bio and that's great. But I also wanted for you to share kind of your story, right, of who you are and what you currently do. I am a business owner at this point, but my background is in technology. I worked as an IT consultant for the longest time. I worked for many different companies, Apple, AT&T, Verizon, for a long time. And then I was in... What did you do for them, Verizon and all them? I was working as a UI consultant and also on as the management team. So I was doing a couple of different things there. I started as a tester, then moved on to do a bunch of different things. So you're a tech girl? Yes, I am. Cool. Okay, great. Yeah. And then I wasn't too thrilled about being there. I thought corporate was the place to be. I was really happy at Apple, but it was somehow not satisfactory. It wasn't enough. I was... I don't know if it was, uh, you know, I wasn't getting the job satisfaction that I was that I was hoping for. So I decided to kind of think through what I was doing and what happened in my life and went back to starting my own company. And here I am at Craft Sheet Design. Okay, so there's a huge missing right there. One day I wanted a company and here we are, right? 
So tell us a little more what that is. Why, if you're a technology girl, I would, I would probably assume we all be thinking you would probably create a company in technology, but you created a business in crafts, which is completely left field, right? So tell us more about how you created craft street design and why. So there were a couple of different things that happened, right? So I do have a technology background. My bachelor's in, is in computer science, but I also went to school for design after coming to the United States about 20 years ago. But sometime in between that, I had a arranged marriage. And when I got here, that didn't go so well. And there were many things that I couldn't quite understand, um, you know, culture shock and um, different things that I wanted to work out. Where'd you come from? India, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So came from India. How old were you when you came to the United States? I was 21. Okay. And you had a yeah, ba- marriage. Wow. Barely. <laughs> right at the drinking age, as you said. So. Yeah, right at the drinking age. So here you are, you're 21. Now, you you were already in university in India, right? You completed your university there, or did you go to university here? I completed my bachelor's in India. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you're you're heading off. You're getting married into a arranged marriage, which is super interesting within itself. I mean, it's a whole other conversation, right? And then, um, I guess you had some. Did you get divorced? I'm asking that. I don't know how to ask that. Did you, did you get divorced? Yes, I did. My my marriage didn't go so well, but I was while I was in the marriage, I was very depressed, and you know things started going downhill, and I wanted to end my life. And at this point, I saw this quote on my wall. I had carried this for a long time with me, but I saw this quote on the wall, and that kind of made me stop and think and rethink my entire life in that few seconds that I had, and it made me stop. And after that, I changed my life. I you know I took control of it. I so you know, what was it what you saw? I mean, come on, someone, so people want to know what exactly was the quote <laughs> that you saw. I mean, so you qu- skip over stuff wherever you're like, oh, working every word that I saw this thing on the wall and then I don't want to kill myself. Like, come on. I mean, just we want to know what was it? Did it say like you're amazing or don't do this? Or what was it? What did it say? The quote that it was was it was five words, I think, but the darkest hour is before dawn is what I saw. That's a great one. That's a great one. And I don't make, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Some people will go, oh, you're being so mean, Heather. But we were hanging on every word. So I'm thinking, what was this thing that really changed her view, right? In such a horrible time, right? So that's what I'm really looking for. All right. So that actually makes sense. And that is so true. I mean, I know for myself that right before the dawn, there's always like a dark hour. And it is something that we need to remind ourselves, right? Before the breakthrough, as some people call it, there's a breakdown. So you saw this moment, you really said, okay, I want, I want to change my life. But how did that happen? How did you say, hey, I'm going to create these products for other people around the world? So because of this uh, situation, you know, I took control of my life. I didn't think of starting a business at that time. I went on to be in corporate. But when I started thinking about doing something that was more meaningful to me, and many years later, I went back to this whole situation of how I had changed my life. And I figured, you know what, same thing might work for other people. So I started doing a lot of research. I started designing quotes and I found a whole bunch of research as to how environment really impacts us unconsciously and subconsciously as well. So I figured, okay, so it's not just me, you know, it's not just me who had this crazy thought about that it changed my life. I'm sure it works for other people, whether whether it changes their life or helps them, you know, achieve whatever they want. I figured it has influence on them. And so that's how I came up with the idea and looked around, did a lot of market research, 
test it out to see. I was listed on a couple of marketplaces when I started. I started testing to see if people will actually pay for it just because, you know, something is good for someone doesn't mean that they would want to pay money for it. No, this right? is really critical. So a couple of things with this is this really just powerful that you enjoyed the part, like you made an inspiration, right? But you didn't just jump in and say, well, I want to do it for other people, right? You said, okay, well, will people pay for this? Is this a good business? Is this something that people will purchase? I mean, it was a, it's a really powerful question. A lot of times in entrepreneurship world and the, what I call go after your passion world, it's like, well, they just jump in. They don't actually think about, is there a market? Will it work? Will people pay for it? Right? They just jump in. And so I think that's really powerful. But by the way, I'm checking out her website right now while I'm talking to you. It's craftstreetdesign.com. And I would say this one I need on my wall. Right? And here it is. I drink coffee for your protection. So true. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sitting here drinking coffee now because it is for your protection and everyone listening. Yeah, I'm a huge coffee drinker. I drink alkaline water and coffee all day long. So, you know, that one is cute and funny. I don't think it's going to like change my life if I'm really depressed, but I think it's, um, it is something that's cute and funny. And I like that one, but there's also some good ones like discipline is remembering what you want. So when did you start this company? What year? A March of 2015. Oh, wow. So we're only talking here in January 2017. So, wow, that's pretty impressive. And so where are you now? Are you full time on this? Are you still in corporate world? Did you, what was that transition like? Yeah, I'm full time on this. I I actually left corporate probably about three months into, into starting the company. Uh, so I didn't actually incorporate the company until like May of 2015. March, May, I was trying to figure out if I can sell. So a little after that, I went on this full time and now I'm doing, this is all I do. This is all you do. This is great. Yeah. I just love this. This is simple. It's a simple business, meaning it's simple. It's clear, right? And I think one of the ch challenges with entrepreneurship is they get muddy in the waters and it's not clear what they sell. There's a company here in Austin. I don't even know if it's a company. It's just this, it's a guy that created this big, they, he leases big warehouse and instead of him filling it with stuff um, mm -hmm. in Austin stuff, instead of filling with trinkets, what he does is he literally leases out little tiny sections to people for crafts, right? So you lease it out, but you don't stay there. You just like drop your stuff on there. And I found it really fascinating because in there you walk in, by the way, I, I walked in there on December 24th because I was needing a Christmas gift. Right? <laughs> you walk in, you're like, oh my God, I need a Christmas gift. And the place was packed. So I was not alone in that. And it's just, it's different stuff. It's unique. It's crafts. It's some things that you're not going to find at Target, you know, or or Neo Marcus, it's it's unique. And that's what I like about your business. It's unique. Now, one thing I do love, and I want to ask you this is my next question. I click on this custom gifts. Did you start there with custom gifts and tell us more about that? Is that a good service business line for you? Yeah, it's a great business line. It is perfect for entrepreneurs, realtors, anybody who wants to give gifts to their clients. Um, you know, it is, I would say, one up above swag. It is not a cheap little thing that you love to get like a pen or something. It's a little bit more special to your special clients. But uh, no, that's not where I started at all. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most. Their smartphones, 
So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. I actually started selling to corporate because that's the, I think that's the world I knew and I also needed cash flow in the beginning. So I started reaching out to people on LinkedIn and started getting to see if people would buy, even if it's a dollars $200 worth of posters for their wall. I figured that's a good way to test out and to kind of get some cash going so that I could try other things. That's where I started. But uh, the block itself is a new addition, actually. We started, I think, last September, and they're working great as gifts, customized gifts for a lot of not only corporations, but to entrepreneurs as well. And so, okay, so thank you for this. You're being so gracious with your time and also really sharing. And I love this because we're getting nitty gritty about the business, which is, it's just like, you, first of all, you start somewhere and then you grow into, oh, what this is what the market wants. So what we're talking about, by the way, is like a wood block. So I want to ask you a couple of questions because I'm on your side. Of course, I'm scrolling through it and you had a lot of stuff here. It's really cool. But my question is, what was your first product you created? Which one? Which quote was it? The first one was, of course, the darkest hour was before dawn. And then I created, I actually created nine of them. So one quote was that. And then there were a couple of others that said, you know, what if I fall? Uh, oh, my, but, but my darling, what if I fly? And there were a bunch of them, I think, very preliminary. I was trying to test out directions. So, you know, what if I fall was more for kids decor. And I was looking at, of course, I had to do the one that influenced me. There was no choice around that. Right. So I put that in. And then I tried a few entrepreneur quotes. I tried a bunch of different directions in the first few, actually, to see where we fit and who's going to buy and who's going to be the primary market. because. In a simple concept like this one, it could go in 10,000 directions. And it's kind of tough to know which is your, you know, the larger piece of the puzzle that you want to solve. Absolutely. And I, I, what I find really interesting about what you're talking about is, again, you're reverse engineering it. What's the marketplace? What do they want? Versus what do I like? And that's good if you like it. And you started with one that, of course, inspired you. But it's also about, okay, what, what are the different marketplaces? Really looking at it as a business. And I think that's really powerful. And of course, you come from a technology background. So you're looking at what's converting in my world. Like, what's converting? What's selling, right? If it's not selling, get rid of it. So I think I love that. Now, there's one on here that I have to say is super awesome. I'm checking it out. I live in Austin, Texas. And the tagline for Austin, Texas is keep Austin weird. I don't know if you know that or not, but it's like the big like keep Austin weird and... That kind of went away the last two years when all you freaking Californians have moved here. So <laughs> now it's a big tech company, but it's a big tech company, one big Apple, you know, is here. So Apple actually are all here. But interestingly enough, there's still this piece of Austin that you were holding on to the weirdness. And you have a quote here that I probably will be buying. It says, I'm not weird. I'm limited edition. Super <laughs> awesome. Love that one. I fit that completely myself, but that's why I live in and Weird Austin. So tell us more about exactly how do you, when you're looking at your business, do you pull products a lot? Go, hey, this is working, not working. Do you look at, hey, this isn't sold at all and I'm going to pull it. Do you do that at all? Or do you just like, hey, I'm just going to keep adding inventory? So there are a couple of different things we do. Uh, we do a lot of internet research. 
we have data that of course I come from a tech background so I have to collect all the data that's available on social media and all over the internet basically putting it together as to what quotes are first of all popular but sometimes even though something is shared a lot or something is said a lot doesn't mean people would actually buy so we then test you know design the product and put it out there to see if it fits our market then we put it out there and see what happens but we don't remove products off the shelf yet uh, we're trying to run some limited edition new ones going forward and we're also going to open up something called a subscription platform so which is why we're not pulling products at this point but it's a new business model that we might be thinking of mm-hmm. that's really powerful the other thing i really love about the fact is all your products are one price love that and it's a nice price, $13. It's like, you know, it's not really high. It's not really low. It's like a nice price point. And it's pretty much one price point for your business so that you can, what I call, rinse and repeat. So I want to share something real quick of a story that I've never shared before online or you know publicly. And that is, um, and I shared before my bankruptcy. I shared that a lot on another podcast as well as here. I went through bankruptcy as Sexy Boss. But I'll share this with you because you mentioned at the very beginning, I want to tie it into how powerful this business is is when I was, uh, best is back in 2003 and four, I had the opportunity to go to this like Disney night thing. I lived in Orlando. Okay. And what they did is they put your face, like put your face into like a, um, a picture. You ever seen those? You put yeah. yeah. Right. And then you obviously need this really hot body or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They do this a lot of Disney and fun games. Well, so I was at this like party and they had a company that was there as part of the entertainment of these corporate, corporate people. And so I put my face on this image of me on this success magazine. Okay. Right. So imagine oh, a little face cool. and it's a success magazine. And it's like, you know, the sidelines of the, the side part of the magazine, like a Cosmo, they had certain sayings and it was eight by 10 and I framed it. Okay. And then I put it in front of me when I woke up, it's the first thing I saw every day. Right. It's the first thing I saw and like across the room, you know what I mean? And the idea yeah. was to, you know, subconsciously and plant that in my brain. Okay. Now, <laughs> what you need to know is, I'm not kidding. I had this there for like a year or two. Okay. Looked at it every day, subconsciously looked at it. And then one day I'm into what I call the moment, the reality moment that I'm learning. I'm about to go through bankruptcy. Like this is what's happening. You know, that kind of moment. Like I'm literally, oh my God, this is really happening. Yeah. And I'm on the phone with my business coach, life coach. And I look up and I look at that image and I went, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, what? And I go, you know, I've been staring at this image for the last two years. And because it's a success magazine, I never actually realized what it said on the left. What it said on the left was from bankruptcy to millionaire. And so, <laughs> my, okay. and so my brain's oh, wow. about it. Your brain's like, oh, okay, well, she got to go through bankruptcy to become a millionaire. Like the brain subconsciously, like people go, oh, that's not true. No, I believe that. I actually tore it up. After that, I'm like, okay, it works. <laughs> this, got it. Thank you. Now let's work on the millionaire part. You know what I mean? So I did release that image immediately. And my coach was like, of course, your brain was like, oh, that's what you want. You want to be a millionaire. Looks like you got to go to bankruptcy first. Oh my God. So this really is true. What you look at over and over and over again will ingrain you subconsciously. So since you're a, uh, you talked about research. Did you find that kind of research, what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. From simple to very complicated studies on, you know, very simple things such as putting a poster right at the stairs 
where yeah. it says, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator. They put the posters both at the stairs and at the elevator. And then they saw that 75% of the people who were taking the elevator changed their behavior to take the stairs. It is the most common sense thing. I mean, we should all be doing it, but we don't. And But a small prompt like that changed behavior. It was something so subtle and something so, I mean, they probably just read a few words off of it and then they just did it like subconsciously. We're not even thinking about it. So there are many studies like that from very simple things to what you want to achieve is influenced very much by your subconscious. And it's like the brain, I mean, it's the entire science of the neuroscience itself also does not know how much capability a brain has, even as of today. So they're doing a lot of research and a lot of things. We do not know exactly why it works, but it does. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's a story that it's true. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salyer got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. I remember literally sitting in my bed in tears, of course, because I really had to get to the realization this is happening. And then I remember looking up and it was like all of a sudden my my conscious brain read it. And I'm like, I've been staring at that for a year and a half, at least a year and a half, two years. I don't remember how long. And I just went and I told my coach and she's like, well, there you go. I mean, you told your you told your life to do this and it's you know you're like oh my god of all the things that i could have trained it to do that doesn't work yeah so you got to be careful and actually what's interesting about that is years later and i'm actually have it sitting i'm looking at it right now i got a new one i got a new one with the success magazine it's got cool stuff like uh, achiever of the year and you know, <laughs> ambition and there's nothing about failure on it. So uh, I look at it every day now. So it's very different. I tore that one all that. Okay. So what's the future of your business? Where are you headed? You've been around for now a year and a half now. We're going to your second year, right? So tell yeah. us where you're headed. What's your vision of this business? Where do you want to take Craft Street Design? So far, we've done uh, physical products. We've looked at how we can better serve. We also realized that we are no longer in the poster market. We're actually in the gift uh, and collectibles market. Oh, so we got, okay, which, no. When did you make that realization? Because that's a huge aha. When did you uh, go, oh, we're in the gift market? When did you get that? And It's so silly, but I, this was almost like eight months into the business. After we reached our six figures, I realized, oh, crap, these people are not buying for what I think they're buying. I'm thinking they're buying it for to put it, you know, to put it on their walls. But they want to inspire people. I mean, they're buying for graduate gifts. They're buying for their kids and nieces and nephews and anybody they want to inspire. There were people who sent it to hospitals for recovering patients. So like, oh, this is really a gift item. It's not it's not so much wall decor as i originally thought it would be it is more what people want to do for other people so yeah i mean it was a 
crazy realization after we took a few surveys from our customers and we talked to a few of them and we saw that they were asking for gift wrapping and gift tags and all those were big uh, for us to realize that. But yeah, it took me a while. (laughs) I didn't know. So that probably really changed your marketing plan. Tell us more about your online marketing plan and your offline marketing plan. Offline, I network a lot and I speak. And I also have a lot of corporate clients, which I, you know, mostly come through referrals at this point. But online marketing plan, we have changed completely. We go from social, anywhere from social ads to being in retail stores to, you know, we have a few wholesale accounts last year. We started doing that. So because we know we are in the gift market, we reach out to those kind of shops uh, to carry a product. And that's how we got it. So you had mentioned Disneyland before. We are in a store inside Disneyland in LA. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, our focus shifted from what it's supposed to be to what it's actually selling to. And because of that, the way we market and what we call, as you can see, even on our site, we call it a greeting card that people don't throw away because that's really what they're trying to do. That's really what people are trying to do. Yeah, that's really a good point. You know, I want to take have people take away this a couple things here and I want to go into also your the physical product part of the drop shipping and how did you get all that customized and I'm curious, you know, where is it created in the United States and we'll go into it. But honestly, I think it's really interesting that I'm looking at your site right now. You have prints by goal. That's really cool. Fitness, weight loss, overcoming fear. You have prints by profession, entrepreneurs, writers, women, uh, and then prints by room. I mean, I think you've really done an amazing job. You know, it used to be I'm older than you, but it used to be that we would go to the Hallmark store. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up literally my mom going, let's go to the Hallmark store. And that was the store that we'd go like at trinkets and precious moments. And we would, we go up and get stationary. This is the Hallmark store. Now this is like Walgreens. I don't even have a Hallmark store anymore. This is where you go and you get a greeting card. This is where you go and you get an inspirational quote. This is where you would go and get things of this nature, gifts, right? You go to the Hallmark store to get a gift, right? It's a gift store. And I don't even know if they have retail anymore. I don't think Hallmark does anymore. But for many, many years, 60s, 70s, 80s, at least 90s, they were the place to go to get a gift, right? Yeah. And uh, now we go to Target or Walmart and we just, so (laughs) that's great anyway, but you know, or New Marcus, you know, but there's no gift stores anymore. Or the other place that was a gift store was in the hospital, which is super weird hospital. And still there's some in airports, of course, gifts, right? But the, the company that is what I call done the best in the gift space is Disney. Disney by far knows the gift market, right? And the market where, of course, you br- you force the kids through the retail section and the parents are like having to buy them a bunch of stuff, right? So I think it's really interesting that you found out and you realized we're in the gift business, right? It's really critical. Lots of times companies don't really realize what business they're really in, right? And, and I'm just going to share real quick is that when I was teaching real estate investing around the country and helping other speakers teach real estate investing around the world, people always thought we were in the real estate business. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not in the real estate business. You're in the freedom business because what you're <laughs> selling is freedom. When people pay you 10 and 15 and 20 and $30,000 to coach with you, to teach you how to buy and sell and flip a house, 
they are learning a skill, but they're really buying freedom. And if you know that, then it's going to be easier to sell. Yeah, absolutely. There is that inner uh, motivation. It is not something superficial, as you said, and you have to dig deeper to find it. It's interesting. So who's your market, do you think? Is it millennials? Have you looked at the demographic? Is it older? Is it younger? Is it What's the demographic? Who's the buyers? So our largest market is 35 to 44-year-old women, but we have a secondary demographic of millennials, 25 to 34 as well. Interesting. And mainly women, correct? Yep, mainly women. Okay, and I'm also realizing that everything's black and white. Is there a reason why you went black and white versus going any color? Originally, I started it because of the simplicity and to focus on the words themselves, because I wanted the words to be the important artwork of what we're creating, because, um, you know, that's what is creating impact. And that's what I want to bring about as a designer. But we are going to be introducing a few products with colors and we have to test it out. We, We have no idea if it will sell or not at this point. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's a great piece. You started black and white, start simple, build the business versus adding the different, all the different channels. I mean, it's a really important piece. I hope entrepreneurs really grasp how, how awesome this is. Now I have a question. Did anyone teach you entrepreneurship? Because you've done a great job. I'm curious. Did you read books? Did, did you have a mentor? Did you have a parent or someone in your life that taught you this? <laughs> a couple of things. I had my father as an entrepreneur. He ran, I, it's a completely different space. I mean, he is a mechanical engineer working with uh, bulldozers if you you know he works with the undercarriage parts and stuff so it was a completely different business but I learned a lot of things about what not to do from him because he struggled and I, I learned a lot of what should and what I shouldn't do but after I came to the United States I read a lot I read a lot and I also have mentors you know I speak to Beate Shellet. Uh she's you know located in LA she helped me with positioning and understanding my story because coming from a tech background I didn't have much of that but uh, a lot of digital marketing skills and what I should and should not be doing online is what you know self-learning from a lot of I have taken a lot of courses and I do have coaches that way and people I can reach out to so okay so let's talk tech tech stuff right fun tech stuff so there's all in the world of e-commerce specifically I mean I know for myself I do a lot of information marketing so I use products like ClickFunnels and mm-hmm. I use Thinkific, right? So those are our sponsors as well. You can check them out on my website. And the reason is because Thinkific is the platform to structure information marketing to deliverability. And then ClickFunnels is the funnel process to sell things, right? So those are the two things I use and plus a different things in the background of email marketing. So let's talk tech for a second. Are you on Shopify? What are you on? Yeah, I am on Shopify. I'm on WordPress. The uh, blog is on WordPress and the store is on Shopify. Got it. Okay. And what's the background? Are you doing... Is is this shipping from India? Are you sh- doing a manufacturer? Is it drop ship? How are you doing that? So all the prints are manufactured right here. They're all made in USA. Uh, we print and we ship right here. But uh, frames are coming from... It's a drop ship place. So it's coming from a app called Printful that is located on Shopify. I also use Scalable Press depending on what product um, I'm selling. But Wait, all again, I did give me those two again. I didn't say Printful was the first. Yeah, one. yeah. First one's Printful. The second one is Scalable Press. Got it. And they both deliver dropship options. So for larger sizes of the posters and also the frames come from uh, Dropshipper. Interesting. Okay, and I want you guys to get the sense of it because. Entrepreneurship is marketing. 
and it is sales, but it's also the technology behind it, right? And that's a really key piece. So use, I'm going to use, I'm just, if you mind, I'm going to just tell them what you use. So it's called the printful.com. Is that correct? It looks like that's it. Yes. And then uh, scalable, scalablepress.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. You might not have a business like this, but I just want you to, I'm giving you the resources, what's behind the engine, you know, the engine behind things. Because when we go to a website, we see the front, right? And we don't see all the different pieces that go into creating all the different, you know, different elements of dropship. Like my company, E2 Lab, I mean, there's so many things going on in the background you know, behind the website once people purchase and different processes. So I think it's a really critical piece that people don't understand. They go, oh, it's a website. (laughs) It's a website. That's all. That's all it is. No big deal. It's easy peasy, right? (laughs) It it is nothing like that. Like you said, there are probably 10 or 12 pieces that are going behind any product on any website. Right, right. And, and And then when you go, oh, let's add this whole new business service. It's like, oh my gosh. Okay, that idea sounds great. But how do we do the scalability? I mean, you know, so that's what part of entrepreneurs, I think, what happens with the ADD in them. And that's why I think you're so successful because you come from the what I call the more of the engineer thinking background, you know, is that you look at, okay, this is what we want to do. Then how are we going to implement that in the construct of online? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Right now we're trying to do like a membership site and I'm completely lost and I'm trying to figure out, okay, where do we start without breaking our existing site, right? So, yeah, thanks for bringing it. Yeah. Membership site. I mean, there's, you know, there's so many member mouths. There's all kinds of ones. And when you, when you say, okay, I want to do this thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what's the technology behind it? What's out there? What's working? What's not working? When I got started, um, this is me techie. One shopping cart was like the thing. Okay. No one uses one shopping cart anymore. I know. (laughs) What's that, right? It's like old school, you know, that was like seven years ago. One shopping cart was old school. Back then, we didn't have Shopify. We didn't have any kind of e-commerce platform that was more of a... I wouldn't say Shopify is a plug and play, but it definitely is a powerful e-com because it's designed for e-com companies. It's literally designed for you in mind. And that's that's critical. I mean, that's a really key piece. What's interesting to people is they go, well, I have this idea. I'm just going to hire somebody to do it all. You know what I mean? So yeah. do you do it? What part do you do and not do in the business? I mean, do you do the copy, the sales copy? Do you do the drop? I mean, what, what part do you do every day? What's your day look like every day that you're dealing with on-site stuff? Yeah, no, at this point, we struggle. <laughs> I struggle with what to delegate and what not to. But I've realized over you know a few months that we are the design people. We are in the inspiration business. So that part is ours. But creating the product itself can be outsourced if you don't want to, you know, create production units. And but there is a personalization piece that we're very good at. That's our strength, uh, which is what the customers really like. So that part we're gonna keep in-house. 
you know, kind of have to basically, I have an Excel sheet here of all the tasks that I do and then look at, okay, which is really my strength and how much do I really want to do and kind of go through the list and then start. So this is great. I love that you're doing that. But this, I wanted people to understand that at the beginning, you know, let's go back to 2015. You probably were doing stuff in the website and build, yeah. helping build the Shopify and understand the technology. Yes, you yes. come from a technology background. You probably feel kind of comfy there. But the point is that you have to do things that you don't like to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, even on the technology side, like tinkering with WordPress code and figure out why some plugin suddenly crashed is not what I want to do. I'm not a developer. Even though I come from a technology world, that's not what I do on a daily basis, right? So yeah, I mean, there are things that you don't want to do. And then the support tickets and, you know, the upgrades and installs and a whole bunch of other stuff that you've had to do before. It's um, yeah. The point of reason I'm asking this, you're like, why is this? We're talking about the back end. It's because people real think that, oh, I have an idea and then I'm just going to go outsource everything, right? And I'm yeah. a big believer in you've got to own your business on all levels and then you can start to outsource. You know what I mean? You can then start to say, hey, I really don't know coding. I've kind of messed around. I've messed some stuff up. I need you to own this piece, but I kind of know what you're doing so I can check on your work. That's what I had to do because I had a, a point where I was outsourcing everything and things would crash and then I'm over there like freaking out. Now I have people, but I know exactly what they're doing and I can log in anytime and check on their work or do it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the best way to hire people. Like right now, when, when I hire, even for simple things like packing, shipping, and putting a name tag, personalized name tag on it, we still have to look and basically I have to, I have to have steps specific. Okay. You have to put this sticker on the left side of the mat board. I know it's, it sounds ridiculous, but everything is processed and engineered in that regard. And you wouldn't know how to do that or what to tell them or what to hire for if you didn't do that yourself. And I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, you've got to get your hands dirty, as we call it. You know, you got to get your hands dirty and then you can pass on the task. And I don't mean to be negative, but there's a lot of stuff out there going, just follow your passion and all the money will come or have an idea, then hire everything out. You're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You know, because honestly, you've got to get your hands dirty, right? You've got yep. to get your hands dirty on a, a lot of different aspects. I mean, I know how to do server stuff. I knew how to do it because I had to learn how to do it for myself. I owned it. And so now that I, I have a guy that is doing that, I check on his work all the time. He doesn't know that. I check on his work. Oh, he's <laughs> right? and, you know, he's in Romania or whatever. He's a really great guy. But I'm like, I check on his work. Right. Yeah. I do because I want to know that one, I'm getting my money worth, but also that at any time, if he disappears on the planet, which things happen with vendors and things like that, it's no big deal. I can just pick it on. Right. You did a great job. Not only creating a business from a pragmatic view and an inspirational view, but it's also pragmatic. You're clear on the business that you're really in. You're clear on what exactly you're actually selling. Um, and then you're clear on the process. I think it's really powerful. So I want to wrap it up real quickly. And remember her website is craftstreetdesign.com. Where do you see the future? Where, where are you headed? Where's, where's five years from now, 10 years from now? Where do you see this business? Right now, the vision is to kind of fill in the gaps. We are on the inspirational keepsakes gift business at this point. And we are trying to grow and hopefully be in every home and inspiring everybody. That's where we look at. Hopefully, we'll fill in, we'll become a complete solution from inspiration to the end of the task. Right now, we're just like in the first step of doing something or helping people. So we're looking to hopefully fill the gap in the next five, six years. Well, you did a great job. I'm really impressed with what you're what you're doing and 
check it out craftstreetdesign.com last words that you want to share with with anybody in our audience yeah absolutely since all the listeners are mostly entrepreneurs i have a visual tracking goal calendar where you could track four goals at a time and it's at the url bit.ly bit.ly forward slash goal calendar awesome well wonderful thank you for that i'll go check it out myself Go check that out. And thank you so much for your time today. And I, I'm really impressed with what you're doing, what you're creating. Keep it up because you're an inspiration to all entrepreneurs around the world. All right, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with The Win. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.